0: What's up, everybody? This is John Q.
1: And this is Alex A. And you are listening to free music reviews with Consult Q&A. You can catch us live on twitch.tv slash allmyhomies or youtube.com slash allmyhomies every Wednesday night at 830.
2: And you can visit our website, www.consultqna.com, to submit every Wednesday. Follow us on all social media at Consult q
0: Boom.
1: Check, check, check. Let's check these microphones while I find another song. Because we're playing through Pro Tools today. Say check hi. 2. Oh, Hello. hi. It's Nick.
3: <laughs> it is me. Hey.
1: How's it going? Oh, you know. It's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did it. We're there.
3: The best day of the week.
1: Can I get you to turn that one down just a little bit? I feel weird having this. No, no, no. Not me. You're the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> um i've got all these oh oh okay see what you how's it going amp who's in the chat so far
3: i saw amp i saw q is on a plane
1: q is on a plane (laughs) yeah it's kim (laughs) she's what's the show that uh with fucking what's his name tim allen and the neighbor always stood Home Improvement, yeah. and the neighbor always stood. You never saw, like, the neighbor's face because he always stood, like, with the fence. And, like, even on episodes where they had him, like, full body, there was always something in front of his face. That's Kim. That's how Kim works. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, let's see. What was that name, Storms? Um, Let's see if I've got some other music. Uh, I don't know the name of any of these songs. This is a a friend of mine that sent me stuff. So, Um, all right. Maybe you can turn up still. I just don't. Mike, sound good? Cool. That's good to know.
3: Mike, go green, but not red.
1: (laughs) We actually, like the first time we plugged it in and played it through Pro Tools, it almost blew Kim's shit. So, that's good. All right. Let me switch over. Uh, Do you want to switch? What's going on with that? Oh. That's wild looking. Uh, all right, let me switch songs. I'm going to go back so that we have something to do with the vocals because today I want to talk about um, building a vocal chain, doing some mixing, and then maybe even doing some light mastering. Um, let me just check this real quick. Mm, yep. All right. Yeah, it's the same normal group of bots. <laughs> um, all right. Hey Q, do you think that because the title's different is not reaching out? I feel like I feel like us changing it has thrown people off. Um, all right. Let me find this song. Um, do you want to switch over so it's my on the on-screen? We're gonna try this. We're gonna try this. How's everybody doing? What's going on in the chat? <laughs> <How are you? laughs> I was like, what's that noise? How are we? <laughs> Kim's playing her own soundtrack going on. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, what's going on in the chat? Who's there? Give a wave. Viuda, what's good? What's good? We got a little, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, mixing today. Where's Brody's in? He's the one that was like super excited about this. I feel like, I feel like the algorithm's like taking a sweet time today.
3: Mm-mm-mm. Put that oh, little old There you Discord go.
1: Yeah, me. get the Discord going on. Somebody, wake up the Discord. Give it a shake. Go in there and yell.
3: Okay. Hey mods, please don't kill me. Don't <laughs> <between> everyone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's wake up!
1: I think all of us are the mods anyway. So <laughs>
0: that's why. That's why. Okay. Fair. 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 Fair.
1: Yeah. Gonna try it. All right. Let's see if this works. Hey. All right. <laughs> You're buffering every thirty seconds. Uh, we're going to do, uh, mixing, uh, techniques, vocal chains, and we're going to do some mastering today. Um, surprise. That's amazing. I can't believe we got that to work. (laughs) Stock plugin session. I could, I mean, I could do, uh, I could break down some of these in terms of stock plugins. I think it like depends on what DAW you're using. Um, so I guess that's like a good place to start is like talking about like, what, what are we going to get into? Um, I think that uh I think I'm going to show you like a variety of uh plugins but the idea is basically the same like so I'm going to start talking about like vocal chains I got Nick here he's going to tell us how it sounds from a consumer standpoint yes <laughs>
3: not a technical standpoint
1: <laughs> not, not a technical <laughs> standpoint um uh so and then I'm in it. like so basically like the plugins that I use might be different uh than what you use but really what I'm trying to get at is like the idea of how vocal chains work um and so that way we can, uh, that way, like, if you see, like, see how it's built in terms of, like, um, like, maybe not stock plugins, but very, like, the rudimentary, like, the ideas of how the um, plugins uh, are ordered, uh, because there's so much that you can do, uh, there's, like, a bazillion plugins. But if the, your underlying idea is is right, then you can, like, it doesn't matter what plugins I use. Um, what's up, Didra? How's it going? Um doing some cool stuff today and we got a spaceship Spaceship's here yep all right i'm gonna turn it this way
3: and so what's the nickname for JVS <laughs>
1: uh do well i mean we're not reviewing so nah, that's fair this song is a, a friend of mine uh he sent me some me and him worked um pre-covid uh and it's just my friend brandon he does um he he does fruity loops stuff i'll play i'll play a little bit for you if you want um
4: Aww, I didn't watch you stay
1: Abdallah oh. All right, so that's kind of what we're getting into some fun stuff, but he does a lot of like free loop stuff Um, What we have here is some pro tools. I'm not gonna do stock, but I am gonna go from scratch Um, And so yeah, I just kind of want to show you guys um, uh, The basics of building oh uh, the basics of building a vocal chain uh, and then like once you have the ideas of how to build a vocal chain um, then then you can translate it to like whatever plugins that you want. Whatever plugins I use, there's equivalents in all of the DAWs. So I'm not trying to be specific. This is just what I use and what I'm comfortable with. Um, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, Q is on a plane right now. Yes, today is just me doing, doing, uh, doing this.
3: That hashtag nerd talk.
1: Nerd, yeah, it's I can get very nerdy. Uh I don't know. Like, do you like you guys know that this is what I do, right? Like this is my room. Here. Let's do you want the tour? Do you guys want the tour? I'll give you the tour oh my of God. the studio.
3: It, is it it's the tour cam?
1: It's the tour cam. Kim's gonna fire up the tour cam. <laughs> What's up? Oh, did it restart it? <laughs> Alright, let me know when you're good. Um so. Oh, yeah, it restarted. (laughs) Oh, did it switch it here? Is it on the main? There we go. All right, so this is my mastering studio. Um, This is the console. There it is. Um, This uh, came from Sony. Uh, This was up in the Sony studios. And then my boss here went up to uh, Sony and bought it. So some major albums have definitely been done on this. To the left over here, we've got a TC Electronics, um, TC 6000 which is a pretty famous uh, reverb and loudness metering system. Over here, we've got the the Trenov room correction. So this room is under full room correction the whole time. Um, Over here, we've got some outboard gear, uh, including a millennial uh, NS uh, EQ uh, and a dangerous backs, among other things, and a crane song uh, SCT8. And then over here behind Kim, we have... In the dark, we've got Shadow Hills. This is the compressor of doom and justice and all good things. For the speakers, I've got uh, three pairs, actually. You can kind of see it behind the light. We've got a Genelec. We've got P, uh, PMCs. And then we've got Neumann speakers. That's my office. You can switch us back. There's the roof. What am I stuck on? <laughs> that is the Shadow Hills compressor. Like the, It doesn't have a name. It just is... <laughs>
3: Mm, pay for a studio session (laughs) yeah go to the website
1: (laughs) you'll know um this is the room i work out of when i do mastering and stuff like that what color the lights so the walls are yellow so the lights are our normal like blue pink kind of but the yellow makes it look like a weird color (laughs) all right so let's talk about uh let's talk about making vocal chains because this is good for you this information is good for you um cool i'm gonna take this track this is our main uh vocal line like our chorus line and i'm just gonna turn off all of the plugins that i've got on it um and so feel free to ask or comment or whatever like i said i'm uh we'll oh the lights to the shadow hills the lights are green the lights are like a green i don't have it on right now yeah you want to turn it on it's the big the big switch to your right all the way down right there there you go do you want to switch the camera?
3: It's like a greenish blue. Yeah. More green than blue, though.
1: <laughs> Boy, it really is giving you a hard time, huh? <laughs> Did it switch? <laughs> they're kind of... A, it's bright in here. Yeah, they're a green color. And then this thing right there, that's the actual optical. So there you go. All right. Switch is back. Cool. It's a party. We're doing it live. There's a different one with red lights. Interesting. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, no, this is the original, the original compressor, like the compressor, the one that you have to wait like 18 months to get for them to hand build it for you. Um, <clears throat> all right. So um an important thing to talk about when we talk about like building vocal chains, you've heard Q and I talk about like building effect sends. Um, you've heard uh, me talk about like parallel compressions. So when we talk about like... Um, when you talk about plugins and putting a whole bunch of plugins in order, um, when you do, do you know any like electrical stuff?
3: Well, I do know that you usually want to put things in a particular order, otherwise they usually really screw up pretty darn quickly.
1: Yeah. So when you go one into the next and to the next and to the next, you've got serial. And when you've got like things that are running simultaneously, you got parallel. And that works in mixing, that works in electronics. Um, it works in cooking too. It works in cooking too. It works, it works in cars. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, so, but this is an important thing. So today when we're building and like everybody knows that the hot word is, uh, gain staging. So when we get into, um, when we get into gain staging, we're talking about a serial setup. Um, and so gain staging is important you can see like on on this right here it's a pretty good volume coming in like in pro tools we can do our like clip gain so we could take it down but the big thing is that we want everything pretty consistent so we start at the beginning of um setting everything up to get like a consistent loudness so like sometimes when you record uh your stuff will come in and it'll be like this big so you're going to want to like you're going to have a hard time if it's like this much information, you're going to have a hard time like getting your compressors uh, and getting like your dynamic based stuff or even like your reverbs and effects to like kind of sound very full if you're working with a signal that's like very like underwhelming. So the first step that you can do is just pull up the volumes to like maybe as maximum as it'll go. If you've got Pro Tools or if your DAW allows it, Pro Tools can do, uh, where are you? Where's the normalize? There it is. Pro Tools can just do a normalize function uh, through the audio suites.
3: Now, Alex, question for you. What's up? So, talking about getting a small signal to begin with, could that also be circumvented a little bit by having kind of a better setup and everything, and actually doing like dry runs, making sure that your gain levels set? Yeah, to where you don't have to do as much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll like when you record, but th- that's the thing is like every now and then when you record in Pro Tools, you think that you're getting a lot of signal and then it comes in as like teeny tiny. actually asks a really good question. Is changing the, uh, the size, the same thing as amplifying. In Pro Tools, um, there's two versions of changing the size. I'm using, let me, can I, if I zoom in? Oh, it does. Uh, I'm using the actual like clip gain function in Pro Tools. But the, what's important, again, this is all gain staging. Like if you... If you do Pro Tools, you have to understand that clip gain comes first and then the clip gain volume goes into the plugins at that level. So if I was to just simply take this volume and turn it up, that volume, the fader volume is the last in the whole chain. So if I do whatever, if I make it like really quiet or really loud, and then I do the the actual like fader on the channel, all I'm doing is all of the effects, just turning those up and down. So that's an important factor. If you want to have like good compressions and you want your compressor really pumping, turning your output fader or your channel fader up and down isn't really going to have any factor in how your compressor is working. So... The other thing too in Pro Tools is I can actually, probably most DAWs, I can take the actual um, track size and adjust it. And that's not doing any amplifying. So it's a good, it's just good to know the difference. Like this is a visual thing. The clip gain is actually turning it up and down. Uh, and you can kind of see the decibel level. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now it wants to zoom in. Hello. Okay. There it is. Okay. Let's try zooming in that way. So yeah, you can actually see in there. Um, clip gain is pre fader. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And it's also pre-signal flow, the entire thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like if the first thing that you put in here is a compressor, if you go to your clip gain here, it will affect the compressor after it. (laughs) Oh, wild Kim is in the shot. Um, All right. So like that's like most of your stuff. Yeah. So if it comes in quiet, that's okay. Just just turn it up. Just turn it up till it's like good and in like in the level. Um, If I like expand this out a little bit, you can see that it's like it's pretty like it's pretty solidly uh a good block of audio um so let's get into it shall we um So now we get into like all the questions, like what comes first? Where are you gonna put it in the chain? And why is it important if you do it? There's always like, it depends. I like the first thing that I learned when I was doing, when I was doing vocal chains was to do like EQing first, which didn't make any sense to me. And then later on, I started developing my own and it made way more sense. For example, it was like EQ, auto-tune, and then something else. And I was like, no, because sometimes when you hit auto-tune hard enough, it makes actual artifacts. So you want the ability to go auto-tune EQ so that way you can just take out the artifacts. I know, like, if anybody does Melodyne, like, Melodyne pushed hard enough can get really like serious artifacts so take that into account when you're doing stuff like what comes next so for me the very first thing that i tend to do if it's needed i will put a gate just put a gate on it what a gate's gonna do is it's going to just um clean up all of the quiet spots if i like play let me highlight this i play just this
4: i watched you steal from young and old i did not snitch, I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth, but feel so old.
1: I- so he's like punching in and out because I have my gate set pretty high. I could I could pull this way up here, uh, or sorry, way down here. So that way he's always...
4: I watched you steal from young and old, I did
1: And I'm using like a very fast attack and a very like variable long release. Your range is how far once the sound goes past the quiet point. Your range is how quiet it's going to go in decibels. So the maximum this is going to go right now is minus 40 minus forty decibels. So I'm going to take this. I could go like minus 80, which is like straight to silence. Whenever this isn't like open, it's going to be like straight silence. And so I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to take this floor and raise it. So it's probably it's just going to drop by like minus five decibels, which means that any time that there's like a breath, Time that there's like, I mean, he's like what he's doing is very staccato, so it's like either on or off, and the gate's going to match that. Um, so I we have this
4: watch to steal from young and old. I did, not and we're looking here to
1: see talked. like how much it's actually taking out. Yeah, now we're letting a gate do all the work of like cleaning up what we've got going on. You good. <laughs>
3: I think also it, it might be a thing to say that
1: <laughs> I just use shitty mixes and pretend I'm edgy. <laughs> the goal is to make really good mixes and then make them look shitty. <laughs> I,
3: I, I was going to say, I think also kind of a asterisk is to say that like whenever we're doing any mastering, it's very contextual. Like it's not going to be like, Oh, take the setting that you have right there yeah. and put it on everything.
1: That's why I, I like that's why I'm saying like I'm going to show a lot of the fundamentals today. In fact, I guarantee you that once I get to the end of building this vocal chain, it's going to be overcooked. It's going to be so overproduced because I'll have so much stuff on it that it like it just doesn't make sense. But that's like what I what the point of today is is just mm-hmm. to show like the possibilities. And w- with everything, like when I teach and I get questions like that, the rule is always like it depends. Okay. And mastering itself is entirely an it depends thing like it is entirely based on like what genre like what what is it that you're working on is how you're gonna master it same thing with mixing like like i said i'm gonna put a shitload of plugins on here i wouldn't normally put a shitload of plugins on (laughs) so like (laughs) acting like your mixes aren't shitty is part of becoming a marketable producer yeah yeah. All right. So, and the reason, like, the it's really important for you guys to understand that the reason that we do gating first is because anytime you do anything after, if you compress, you take down the peaks. If you, like, EQ, you can take down the peaks. Like, a gate is entirely driven by, like, what's triggering it. So the less that you give it by compressing it or whatever, the more that you're, or, sorry, the less that you're going to have to actually work with. Um, and that makes it so it sucks uh, when it comes to, like, like trying to get your compressor to work. Um, so yeah, do your do your, do your dynamics first. Uh, get your gates in there first. Now we get into like really like how, like what's the mindset of how you approach, how do you approach like building a vocal chain? And it's two halves. The first half is corrective. The second half is textural. The second half is like all the cool shit. The first half is just doing your corrections. And the first correction that I would say is to get in here. Pitch shift, uh, let's get in here and do um, some auto-tune. I have no idea what key this song is in. So this is like this is my favorite thing to do. How many of you guys use AutoTune and how many of you guys use Melodyne? I'm curious. Let me know. I'm going to show you guys the best thing that you could ever do in in AutoTune and that is to set your key by hand um and specifically by note. So like D, this song's going to be in D. That's what we're making it.
4: Ah, watch G still. you. I did not I, uh... and...
3: I see I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I, I'm confused and concerned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, auto key for the win, for sure. <laughs> so, Or you could just set your, your song to, you know, like like F sharp.
4: I watched you <laughs> from young and old. I did it nasty. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah what's cool about autotune is it's a it's a uh a mono uh sound uh correction so you can put it on like horns when we were doing carlo's album i definitely autotune all those horns yep. because some of them got a little bit brave on their note choices <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah it's a little loose
3: now not to make it multitask mm. but at the same time say i was working on a piece where like for me i do a lot more instrumental stuff right with with my saxophone mm-hmm. so for anything autotune pitch correction stuff like that a lot of times i have actual chord changes where it's much more actively changing chords mm-hmm. versus where like something more pop or something like that would be more stagnant well not stagnant but you know it, like, it, yeah, it's yeah it's it's more linear unless you of,
1: actually do a hard key change it's not going to go anywhere okay yeah you can, so what you can do in that instance is you can actually, like in Pro Tools, you could actually do this as an audio suite, which means that you work on it and then you put it, like press it or like bake it into the track. Mm. Whereas right now it's real time. So, or you could, um, you could copy this track and then have two different versions of everything, except just two different versions of your AutoTune set to the different keys. Mm. Yeah, so okay. you, in that instance, you have to think like parallel. Like okay. one track's gonna flow into the next, but in a different key. But you could have all the same settings and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why it's not logging in. I <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. It's
3: a lot of will it blend?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and that's like where a lot of people get caught up as they try to automate changes and everything when they can just be making like, like at this point in Pro Tools, like I could probably dial in like seven hundred tracks in this session if I wanted to. There's plenty of space for us to work. Hmm. Just Viz is here. What's up, Just Viz? Just Viz, I was gonna reach out and ask if you wanted to be the demo, the demo person getting your song. But you missed it. And I also should have just put it in the Discord, but whatever. Hang out. If you don't know the key of your song, you can always just
4: watch you steal from young
1: see where the notes hang out. Write them down. Go to an online key finder. Uh but amp is right. You also do have auto key, and that helps a lot. This version, so the UAD version doesn't have auto key. Ha <laughs> ha you have to actually get auto tune for that. If you want T Pain, retune fast. <laughs>
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I-
1: and there it is. Yep. If you like, if you're JVS the world, make your auto tune that. But if you want to not have us complain, you could just dial it back. You could even like do flex tune and humanize a little bit. Those tend to help relax how fast it tunes. I'm not gonna put a tune in this. I'm not gonna actually try and find the key of this song.
3: I was gonna say, just kind of from listening to it here it almost sounds like it's more spoken than sung yeah
1: so yeah we'd have to actually like listen to the like Mm -hmm. the bass and stuff like that yep yep i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna let it correct to whatever it thinks so there you go there's your first set of corrections the next thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna just eq this but I'm not going to EQ with anything special. This is where we get into Amp's stock plugin thing. I'm just going to use the stock Pro Tools. Um, I like the stock Pro Tools, to be honest. The only thing, if you're into Pro Tools, the only thing a really high-level person knows is that these numbers aren't actually true. They're a rough estimate. So when you get into like the harmonics, everything's all fucking wacky. So this is where you would like do your mic corrections. So if your mic sounds like I watched you steal from like super in your face, like you sang through a sock or something like that, or better yet, like you guys want to see some yin and yang effect.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. It just comes from cutting. Instead of boosting. T- this is
1: where, like, this is where maybe, like, wherever Brody's in might be, this is where he might be running into something, is he might need a corrective EQ beforehand. Like, I f- I feel like Space Jet. I feel like JVS The World, like, if you guys put very nice corrective EQs using, like, just the stock stuff, because just the stock stuff isn't going to impart any textures. It's just going to be very vanilla, very blah, but that's what you want. Like, you want to be very, like, bleh. <laughs> johnny if you guys want to send something put it through i'll just switch over i'll have kim check the submissions but i need like the stem so if you send me like a like a single vocal and then the track that would be best uh send it through the uh send it through the submission the submission thing i can just pull it up i have another monitor here we have the power we have the power but i'm gonna make it sound clean and i'm gonna like overdo it heavily because that's the the theme of today is like doing some crazy shit i'm gonna continue on but if i switch over i'll just switch over so some things about like the corrective eq it's okay to do mid-range scoop if you want to clean stuff up just don't go too heavy-handed on it also too like for male vocals boosts around like one two three k because you have the first formant the first like harmonic overtone that like his definition for females it's a little bit higher up it's like three four five k uh and that'll just immediately help like the clarity he wanted this he what Brody's in wanted this he was like excited about it so just be careful too when you're doing corrective stuff like don't do this now is not the time for this Brody's in, Mike is, but yeah see this is how you fix the Brody's in problem <laughs> No, you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna do this not yet because once we get into textural textural is gonna do a lot of taking care of this without the actual like you want to kind of be careful about doing broad range like maybe not corrections but like adjustments especially like this because yeah you're hitting a bunch of the harmonics, but you're also hitting everything else, which is the good and the bad stuff. So yeah, like just be aware of broad stroke stuff. If you're gonna do broad stroke, be gentle with it. Be gentle with it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do like first format. I'm going to do like a little cut here and then I might add like a little bit of body back into it. Let's see how this sounds. I
4: watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth. But it doesn't
1: need to be super punchy. It just needs to be enough that it like brings out the clarity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then like the mid-scoop like
4: watched you steal from young and old I did not snitch I never
1: Your did. mud range is like oh, you Your mud range is like 250 to like 500 Brody's in is here We were just talking about how You might have a backwards mic <laughs> <laughs> F- <laughs> My mic like, is not backwards, not backwards. <laughs> oh, We love you for it though We're too <laughs> We're to the stage where if you want to fix your backwards mic sound, we know that you're going for like a marketable, like the Brody Zen sound. Um, so this is where you would fix it in your in your vanilla. Very straightforward, gonna do mic corrections stage EQ. This is all cleanup stuff. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. If you want to go with like the SoundCloud sound, you could do something like this. You could pull this, oops, could pull this down. I've seen that done. Like for me, I like a little bit of warmth right here. This stuff isn't really, it doesn't really do anything for me up to like maybe a hundred. It depends on like obviously what kind of vocals it is. Like if you're doing like that SoundCloud sound, you could also go like a little bit steeper of a cut here.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not You'll
1: see that I don't go quite as deep, but this for me like tends to carry a lot of warmth in the in the in the um in the vocals, especially for him. The other thing too is like, if you're going to stack a lot, you want to be like doing this is going to take care of proximity effect. If you guys don't know what proximity effect is, look it up. It's basically a low end boot. It's this, it's this from when we shove our mics in our mouth. That's proximity effect. You're going to clean up that. Sometimes like if we were to hit this with like a frequency analyzer, I don't think that this microphone's going that low anyway. So we're just essentially making sure that there's nothing there. And technically that could be corrective too. So I'm going to put this here. Another thing too is like, as we start texturing the highs, this is going to start like losing its oomph, which is why I put a little bit in there. So it's just like to preemptively get into it. Cool, everything's running. It looks really good. Yeah. So the next thing I do is like a little bit crazy for you guys. Let's get into some compression. Again, I'm going to choose a vanilla plugin. My vanilla plugin is the Pro Tools stock. Most of the stuff that's out there kind of has the same things. Like stay away right now from like... 1176s, LA-2As, like any of the name, like Shadow Hills, like stay away from those. We'll get into those when we get into texture. Um, But for right now, like just a very vanilla... All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set a very like general compression, and I'm actually going to do this in three stages. This is my little technique and I'm sharing it with you guys. It's called stage compression and it allows, it allows a little bit of compression to go a long way. So I'm going to basically take three compressors in a row and I'm going to set them for me. Very general settings are like super fast attack as fast as it'll go. Uh, and then like maybe 150 milliseconds on the release as your starting point. The rest of the settings are gonna change um, as we build them. So I'm going to set my first compressor. So the first wave of sound is gonna come in to this compressor and it's gonna get hit by super light compression, like 1.2 to 1. And I'll explain all of the why after I build these. So like 1.2 to 1, I'm gonna have a really low threshold. So it's gonna be happening all the time. So if I hit this,
4: I watched you steal from young. You can see
1: I'm hitting at minus six decibels of compression but because it's at 1.2 to 1, it's inaudible. It's like a very well blended like hidden compression. uh, And it's just generally doing some nice like across the board compression. But it is taking off if we look right here you can see that it's like where this line should continue would be one to one. So at 1.2, it's taking off just that little bit. And so what we wanna do is we wanna use our makeup gain to make up that top corner and like get our, our sound back. And if I hit play and just AB this, like you guys, I guarantee you, you will not be able to hear the difference between a compressed version and an uncompressed version. That's how smooth and clean this sounds.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not
1: But the difference is six decibels in yep. compression. So I'm taking it out, I'm putting it back in, but I'm bringing the peaks and the valleys like closer to each other. Oh, hi. Today, you guys are getting so much like Kim time. Too much even. Mm-hmm. Just soak it in for like the whole year, because, <laughs> oh sure dude, no problem. Great question. Like just go through what these settings are for the compressor. Let's start with like the important things. Basically threshold. Anytime we talk about dynamics, um, we talk about threshold. Threshold is essentially like the trigger. When does this, this effect start working? If we go back to gate, we also have threshold here. So as the sound passes up this way, if the sound because this is a gate if the sound lives in here it's off it doesn't trigger the threshold if it goes uh if you want at the end i'll go i'll give you guys another tour so gates work backwards gates mean that when the sound is hanging out here
4: i watch
1: see how it's like over here but you're hearing it if i raise this threshold up so that way it lives to the left
4: I watched you steal. Well,
1: it gets very like clunky. I have a fast release. Let's do that. I
4: watched you steal from young. And
1: so I made it so it like is a full roll off. Let me set that back. And then I'm going to set this back here. So on a gate, if it lives over here, it's the, the threshold's not being met. So the effect hasn't taken place yet. When it hits the threshold, the gate turns on. If I go back to a compressor, same thing. No compression on this side when the threshold gets met and like the little dot moves above it, uh, then the compressor starts and it starts reacting. When it starts, it reacts at the ratio. So now you have the ratio down here. So ratio is decibels in to decibels out. Meaning that if I was to go like say a very common, like let's do like four to one. So like 1176 runs four to one, meaning that for every four decibels past the threshold, you're only gonna get one decibel out. This is why you get very like chopped off peaks. If I was to commit this, all the peaks would be like very flat because for every four decibels past the threshold, it's only allowing one decibel out. So the fact that I'm doing like a very light compression means it's not really gonna be audible. For like you space shit, oh, Oh hi! Do I get my own little talking? <laughs> A little bit <laughs> for you, Space Jet. Like you go with heavy compressions because it's very like pumpy, um, and so that that tends to be she's just floating through the cameras. <laughs> that tends to be like your like very aggressive sound. So, um, but we'll we'll actually get into that. Uh, in a little bit. Let's see here. Uh, So we did that, we did that. Again, like I said, makeup gain is the last thing. Makeup gain is the last stage. So for all of those decibels you've cut down in your compressor, uh, now in theory, everyone's like, oh, you put compression on it to make it quiet. No, you put compression on it to take your peaks down. So when you take your makeup gain, you can make up more gain because you don't have peaks hitting the top as fast. And so that's why compressors, technically they do make things louder, but that's only after they've done all their work.
3: So question for you. Yeah. So for me and a lot of the stuff I do, I don't use a compressor for my instruments at least, but Mm -hmm. I use a limiter.
1: Yeah. So a limiter, uh, this is a limiter. It's just a heavy compressor. So all it's doing is making it. So it's like the louder you get, the more resistance it reaches after the compressor turns on. Uh, and that's, that's uh, that's if you look at the name of the plugin, it's called Compressor Limiter because they are essentially the same. Gotcha. And now you get into like the old guy terminology, which is like 24 to one to some old guys is limiting, like 10 to one is limiting. Like it depends on what like era we're talking about that yeah. they talk about, like, oh, yeah, 20 to one is limiting. And it's like, eh, like to us, 100 to one is limiting and for me i guess
3: like i use the limiter more for the, for the sake of i'll put it not in the actual like saxophone mm-hmm. track itself but i'll put it on my stereo just like uh, as it's going yeah. out yeah toward that way i could have set it for that zero so you're protecting or, or those 0.1 yep toward that way the entire track yeah doesn't go beyond that
1: um uh <sighs> I would do. I would just do a limiter for that. If you're doing an output limiter, will be a, like a safety thing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes for everybody else. Like I know, like I know some of you guys use uh, use compressors on your output. You should be using heavy compressors or limiters. Attack is going to be how fast the uh, compressor waits before it starts. So if you guys are doing like snares, kicks, things with transients, you actually wanna set your attack kind of slow, like maybe anywhere between 10 and 30 milliseconds to allow the transient to pass through before the compressor reacts. And that's gonna get you like a super tight snare feel because it's gonna be transient and then immediately clamp down. Uh, And then release is how long, release is how long it takes before the compressor resets to zero. So if you're doing, like, a long release, like, you can't actually have problems where you have a long release and, like, you constantly are bringing down your level because the release hasn't gone up. It's just constantly being hit back down. So pay attention to that stuff. Like, if you're doing really, like, dancey stuff, uh, you're going to want, like, a pretty fast release. Um, Did that answer your questions? Hopefully uh for me i'm gonna set a fast attack i'm gonna set a slow release so it's a very broad general uh we're doing vocals so we want it to just like hit and then just kind of gently come back um also too with a faster or uh, the faster you release the more pumping you're gonna get so the more noticeable compression you're gonna get again that's kind of a spaceship thing like pay attention to your release because you can make it very pumpy <laughs> you're still blanking but paying attention yeah this is like this is the dark art <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But for me, like I'm doing, all I'm doing for this is very light ratio, very long threshold. So we're just hitting it. I
4: watched you steal from young N. And
1: it's not noticeable because it doesn't have a fast release. And then the gain is making it up. So let me do another one of these uh, and then I'll explain what I'm doing. So now I've got three stages of compression. On my second stage, I'm going to set a a little bit more aggressive ratio, and then I'm gonna back off the threshold by like half as much, so minus 20. And then on my third stage, I'm gonna go almost like two to one with a threshold of minus 10. And so what I have here is stage compression, uh, meaning that I've got a lot of sound going through this first one. The threshold's way down here. If I hit play and we zoom in, We'll see. I
4: watch you steal from young and old. He's
1: hanging out way up here. So all of this distance is compressed. Um, if we go to the second one, we move our threshold back a little bit. So I watched you steal from young and old. There's like a little bit of compression on this one because it's past the threshold. And then on this last one. I watch you steal from your You can see that even some words don't even get compression. So what we're allowing is it's just instead of doing one compressor really hard, we're allowing three softer compressors to build up as the volume builds up. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is a really good point to make uh in that like if you guys like if you think about like if I took two EQs and put like, I don't know, plus four decibels at like one K and then copied that the output would be plus eight decibels at 1k. When you're talking about compressors, it's not additive, it's multiplicative. So if you can manage to get the sound past this two times, you're actually going 1.2 times 1.5 times two, which is a large amount of compression. We're up in like the fours and fives, but, it doesn't, it's, it's not on all the time. It's very like, this is a loud word, this is a soft word that doesn't get as much compression. And so we're like, we're just, we're being very, uh, we're being variable with how our compressors work. Um, and so it allows for a more natural sound. Um, but again, remember that this is the corrective stage for this, we want it to be natural. We don't want it to be pumping, we don't want it to be aggressive, yet we'll get to that in a second.
3: So question, because I think someone may be thinking of this, or at least I'm thinking of this, because let's just call this a three-stage compression. Yeah, yeah. So is there such thing as a five, seven... As many as you want. ...X stage?
1: Yeah, as many as you want. So long as each one is a little bit higher ratio than the previous, and then a little bit in between threshold. So you could have it so it triggers like a sound that's like two, three, five, depending on the loudness. And you like when it comes to corrective stuff, you want to do this because if you put one compressor on and you hit that loud thing, that compressor really has to work. And so you're sharing the load over multiple compressors, which means that like the pumping and the artifacts aren't going to be there. Um, It's a very like it's a very clean sound, essentially. And again, we're in the corrective uh, compression stage. So we want it to be a compression that's not noticeable at all. Let me know if you guys have any questions, Spaceship. If there's anything that you want me to like really deep dive into, let me know. All right. So one of the side effects of compression is hard s's, and so it's about that time. <laughs> so we're gonna put, and it's funny because if we go into dynamics, that's where you're gonna find our deesser, because a deesser is a sidechain compressor, um, and if you guys want. Compress then DS, yep. And that's why I say that. Uh, And to be honest, it's not a bad thing to like preemptively DS. If you already have hard S's coming into it, you can DS and then compress. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So really here, like, I like the Pro Tools version because uh, it's, it's just a side chain compressor. And on the Pro Tools version, you can actually listen to the side chain. So if we go here, we can listen we can listen for the hard S's. We can dial this into the hard S's. This works for horns too, by the way. Like horns can sometimes hit certain notes that are make it very shrill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and so you can like and find that like
3: you know, there's actually I, I forget what it is on my on my alto at least, but for some reason there's a particular note. If I ever play it, it resonates something in the microphone and yeah. it starts buzzing it. Mm-hmm. So, I I messed with this once, and I think I tamed it a little bit, but I don't know if that's a deesser issue. It or could the, be, issue, yeah.
1: But, um... It could be a mixture of like eqing and and then deessing. You can do a lot with deessers. Um, hello, it's good to see you. And Q is on his flight, so he he pops in every now and then. Yeah, you can deess. You can DS horns. You can DS Uh, like if you guys do drums and you get really like harsh cymbals, you can DS cymbals. Um, anything that's like a single like. Upper range thing. It's it's just compression. It's just very very fast tuned compression. So if you just treat it like that, you can do a lot with it. But yeah, so yeah, compress DS. But you could DS first if you wanted to. There's there's no real rules on DSing. I've seen some people like some vocal chains where the DSer comes before all the compressors, and it's it's not that big of a deal. We have our gate that cleans up stray sounds, breaths, all that stuff. We have our auto tune which gets our notes right we do our EQ, uh, corrective EQ to get the mic to sound nice, to like warm it up or cool it off or like put some emphasis on it. If also to like auto-tune creates artifacts, we could use this stage to correct out the artifacts. Um, then for me, you could just do one compressor if you want to, by the way. Like there's no rules. I just like making a soft three-stage compressor, followed by a de And then now we can get into corrective stuff. So let me make sure I turn this. Yes, I'm still on. Listen, there we go. I watched
4: you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth But
1: And those stage compressors tend to give like a more in-your-face sound right off the bat. So if you want those like, kind of upfront vocals you can do it very softly um and if it tends to be there's another like sub rule if it tends to be a little bit too in your face i like taking out this the middle compressor that's just a personal thing of mine there he is how's your flight so far does the little thing on on jet say what city you're over or are you over the ocean <laughs> <laughs> or is it too loud
3: I think he's probably over Mecca somewhere. Yeah, yeah. are you over
1: Mecca? (laughs) Uh, What does compressing do? Makes the audio more smooth and level. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. Like it takes takes the peaks and kind of brings them down. It takes the valleys, like these spaces down here and kind of brings them up. So you're going to have a more consistent delivery with a good compressor. Um, uh, That's, yeah, that's exactly what it does. Um, and then you can get into like doing things like side chaining or like setting your attack and release to make more pumpy stuff, but at its core, you're correct. Uh, it just smooths it out. Uh, and like on deliveries where you're like really all about it, um, it'll make it feel less jumpy. Yeah. Um, cool. My phone still hasn't uploaded. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm not going to fuck with it. Um, so now, all right. So we've done all that stuff. Um. Dude, keep asking questions. I love it. Uh, yeah, and like you'll start to see that like I like using this because it has all of the settings. Like this is pretty much all of the settings. This has like a built in EQ side chain. So if we didn't want to compress the whole frequency band, we could dial in just like the mid range or just the highs or the lows. So that way you specifically get that band to compress a little bit more. Um, and then welcome to the world of multiband compressing. So. Um
3: yeah, I was gonna say that reminds me of uh, I forget where I stumbled on it, but like the multipressor for Logic Pro.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it it's all kind of the same we get into a whole other field of physics when we add multibands because now we have crossovers and crossovers have like <laughs> don't put a multiband here. <laughs> That's all I have to <laughs> say. It's like put a multiband at the end of all your vocals because it does shit with the phase that will fuck everything up. Um, and I can prove it, but I'm not going to. Um, uh, so, all right, we did our corrective stuff. Now let's do our textural stuff. Uh, if you wanna do like a, like a stock plugin thing, you could find, I'm sure all of them have, uh, where's the pull tech? Uh There's like some, so what the, yeah, the pull tech. Um For me, we, I have Waves, I like the Puig Tech, um, but it's all the same, like all of these are the same. The thing about a Pultec and the reason why I like Pultecs is because the only way you don't get a Pultec sound is to in not include the Pultec. Just the act, like I could take this out, these settings out, and it still is going to have a Pultec sound because the, me having this plugin on makes the Pultec sound. Hmm. In real life, a Pultec, if you just turn this knob off, you're still going to get a Pultec sound. You're just not going to have the settings engaged. That's all this is. So if I'm doing this, like, if I do like some high boosting, maybe I'll like boost the bandwidth and I'll make it like 5k.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told you to turn this poverty
1: to... See how he still has like upper harmonics, even when I take the settings out? Yeah. (laughs) Over Virginia. You're almost not quite home. <laughs> um, so but for me, like I like doing like so. This is why we didn't in the corrective, we didn't want to add like some great big shelving boost because I'm gonna do that on this. I'm basically gonna find that range, maybe like 8k, maybe like 10k, and I'm just gonna boost. I like four. I like four as the starting point with like a really broad band um <sighs> rock. To bed. <laughs> yep. you're gonna fall asleep you're gonna fall asleep. or you're gonna just do that thing where you're like i'm gonna die oh <laughs> uh, uh yeah so now you're doing your high end boost this thing is gonna give you a ton of harmonics um you could use the stock plug-in you're gonna eat all the snacks do Good. it do it do it
3: what's the deal I... with airplane
4: food what's man? the
1: what's the deal <laughs> with airplane food <laughs>
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told
1: to turn this. P- and it's very subtle, but it's going to give a ton of harmonics, like in the overtones. Um, I actually, sometimes I'll throw this on like a master. If I feel like it doesn't have enough, like high end boosts and I don't want to just take an EQ and like drive that high end, I will pull tech the high end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harmonics is the name of the game and now you talk about like what do you do in mastering? It's all harmonic decisions. That's what this millennia is. So the millennia is great because it's got two different stage outputs that you can choose from. You can choose a tube for warmth or you can choose a JFET for like some crunch. Uh, And so, and that's kind of like what you're doing with a pull tech also. What's up space jet? (laughs) <laughs> you guys <laughs> pause I
3: guess, I guess while we're waiting for the questions this almost seems similar to me from the logic standpoint because that, that's that's my home base mm-hmm. um, this seems more like the exciter plugin
1: so there is an exciter it does kind of the same thing but this is modeled after how like electronics work and that is modeled after like how an actual like upper harmonic exciter works but in essence they're brothers. Okay. One is designed specifically, and this is designed more for an EQ.
3: One's the good brother. One's the one you don't really like to talk
1: about. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I get graphic. Like, graphic EQs are great. Uh, this is a textural EQ. Like, you go to pull text because, because of the overtones that they generate. Um So... That's why that's why it's late later in the chain. If you would if you wanted to use like a graphic EQ, that would be like up in here, up in the beginning, kind of a corrective thing. Uh, but then this is going to generate your harmonics, um, and then I'm going to take a step further. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I would put maybe like like a BF76 is the stock 1176 plugin for Pro Tools. I have UAD. I have all the UAD. So I'm going to maybe do uh, shadow Hills cause I got one. Sure. Why not? If you don't like knobs, you won't like the shadow Hills. You want to see the scariest plugin in your life. (laughs) You want to see this get like the scariest plugin. Uh, Where is this one? The, the V2. Here's a scary plugin with knobs. Oh no. Come on. The full one. I want the full one, (laughs) the full boat. Where are you? Monasterio. Oh, it's only... All uh, right, it's not gonna do it. This The full version of this is like the size of this whole screen. Yeah, you just gotta know. <laughs> you just gotta know what all the knobs do. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Shadow Hills and put that on. You can do so much stuff here. You can do um, like SSL E, SSL G. Um, you can do Teletronics la 2A um if you've got any of this stuff VoxBox Verimu, um Fairchild I know a lot of um like I know Logic has a lot of like these like in essence it's mm-hmm. not the actual version but it's like oh it's we're going to make a version kind of like this yeah yep. so this is where you would get into that kind of stuff taken studio ooh amp asks a question all right hold on let me pull up a shadow hills mm-hmm. all right Amp asks a really good question. John is in a storm now, so I'm going to say all of life's little secrets now. (laughs) 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 Nothing but the vibes. (laughs) Scream Uh, out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. We're doing it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Amp asks, what is an opto compressor? I'm going to go ahead and back that question up to just like, what are the different forms of compressors? Um, the reason I did this is because it's a digital compressor. It doesn't model itself after anything. It just models itself after, like, how do compressors work? Which is a very, like, this goes to that. <laughs> this goes to that. What's up, Hogan? <laughs> you hanging out for some lessons? Um, so once we get into actual textural stuff, um, now we get into, like, the different... how Like, how are... EQs, how are outboard EQs, how are outboard compressors made? Um, and so now you get into like why people make certain decisions about stuff. So there's like different root processes to make compression. Uh, there's optical, there's uh, tube, which is Veramu. Um, there's uh, VCA, there's PWM. I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting?
3: I can't tell you.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I think you could do diode too. Um, what am I forgetting? Um, gang's all here. Oh hey, just doing some streaming. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't mind us.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no. Brody's taking notes. He's taking notes for the class. So just you know, hit him up for that Google Doc. <laughs> um, uh, Discrete. That's the other kind. Fat. Fat compression. Uh, so all of these different types of things make, um, all these different types of processes make different sounds on their output. Uh, And so like I went to a Poltec because a Poltec has uh, transistor sounds, it has tube sounds, like it's tube based. A Shadow Hills actually is a two-stage compressor, which is why I love the plugin, uh, and I love the real thing. we have optical, and then we get into Amp's question, what is optical? So optical is a really cool process because it literally uses light to make compression on the sound. It literally uses a thing called a photoresistor, which is a resistor that the more light shines on it, the more it like generates resistance and quiets the sound going through it. And then on a circuit right next to it, it has a light bulb, so it turns, it turns the audio into light and then next to the, parallel to that circuit, the light is next to a photoresistor. So the sound going through it literally gets dimmed as, as the signal gets louder. It's fucking crazy. That generates a specific set of overtones, optical. Uh, and so what this, what a Shadow Hills is at its essence is two compressors that are back-to-back, an optical compressor and a discrete or a FET compressor. FET is also... Um, the same type of compression that you'll get from an 1176. If you look at these knobs, it's the same knobs on an 1176. If you look at these knobs, it's the same knobs on an LA-2A. If you wanted to build a Shadow Hills and plugins, you could literally get a fake LA-2A and then go right after that with a fake 1176. And you would more or less have how a Shadow Hills works. Save yourself, you know, like... A lot. A lot of money. Just so much money. Um, but also too, LA-2As generate like a nice warm harmonic and then discreet's generate a, like a colder, more like forward and uh, like very action-y kind of harmonic. Um, so I'm going to mess with these real quick and let's see if we can dial in some like, I'm going to kind of over compress. So you can kind of hear how things sound with these compressors. I watched you steal from young and old. I did
4: not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our
1: youth. But- you hear how as the opticals hitting, it's like gets a little bit warmer. It gets a little bit more mid-rangey. That's why you use an optical compressor. Um, also, opticals are a little bit smoother and therefore attack. Um, and it's just, it's just a nice sound.
4: Um, I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told
1: to turn this. So now I'm going to bring in the discrete, and then give it like, so now it's got like kind of, it's almost a little bit muddy now, just a little bit. And so now we want to like clean it up. I already have the CLA 2A. I'm going to grab the 76. Too. Yeah. Um. Yo, what's up Westside Ultra? Um, yeah. So if you wanted to chain those two together, you'd pretty much be set. It's a very, Harmonically rich sound.
3: So it's almost like, and I and I could be thinking about this the wrong way. It's mm. almost like the first, the optical that up top you were messing with before yeah. the discrete is almost like a coarse than fine. Adjustment.
1: Um, it's more of like a it's you could treat it that way, yeah, but more like. Second harmonic, third harmonic, and now you're changing like what levels of harmonics. Like, oh, if I wanted to add more discrete and less uh, optical, I would have like a little bit colder, but a little bit like punchier sound. Mm. Or I could flip it and do more on the optical side and less on the discrete, uh, and get like a like a warmer. It's it's not quite a tube sound, but it like kind of Im- like is in the ballpark of that. Okay. Um. So I'll, I'll push this discrete.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this it's very,
1: poverty. It's like, to- very poppy on the front now. Yep. Um. And so that's something we have to. <laughs> Dallawada knows to understands how the knobs work. I
4: watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told you to turn this pot.
1: And then like, so if you guys like, if you guys are confused about like compressors in their entirety, start working with like 1176s and LA-2As because even though they have knobs on them, they only have like an LA-2A only has two knobs on it. Um, So you can, you can kind of figure out like you just push it and get the sound or you don't. Uh, And that's kind of what's great about these things. Uh, And then you can get into the textures by how hard you push them. So
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth. But feel so old. I'm standing too close to the
1: rail. I'm trembling terribly. So if we like overdo it. Could you. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Amp's asking the really tough questions tonight. I appreciate you. Keep it up, <clears throat> um, Nickel. All right, so nickel, iron, and steel. The the thing about kind of the way I said the pull tech, like the way that you not have a Pultec sound is to just not include a Pultec. The the way that you not include Shadow Hills is to, uh, the way that you don't get Shadow Hills, it's just not include Shadow Hills. You're always, even if your compressors are doing nothing, you're always going to have a Shadow Hills sound because the output stage runs through one of three different type of transformers. Um, And this, like if you guys want to train your ears, hearing the difference between these I would say that the the only hardest thing harder than hearing these is hearing dither. And that's like sitting there for hours like trying to like driving yourself crazy trying to figure out if what you're hearing is actually what you're hearing. That's how high level listening we're talking about. More or less uh in a very fast way to describe this these are transformers or output transformers transformers are just pieces of wire in a winding and they're around a certain type of metal and as that metal like gets full of the magnetic field from the audio it starts to saturate and that saturation imparts a tonality and the type of metal that you use imparts a different tonality so if you want like the quick and dirty about nickel diamond steel this kind of feels a little bit more like airy and high end this feels like a very like nice meaty mid-range and this kind of puts a little bit of emphasis on the lows that's very rough and dirty because like this first off it's fucking hard to hear these settings and secondly, um harmonics don't work in a way that I'm just like, oh, that's a low setting, oh, that's a mid, oh, that's a high. They could be random almost, like how you like how your ears are are attuned to hearing them. Um and what gets affected by them. So I uh, like if you just want some like nice high end, nickel. There you go. And then good luck spending like the next three months of your life listening to like how these things sound. And then when you get done with that, just try and listen to how dither works. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to start on dither. That's the next stream. That's the next stream that I'm just in here by myself going, can you hear it? And I'll just sit for like two hours and just hit bypass on and off and on and off. And we'll just listen to dither for one whole stream. I'm t- I'm tired of this grandpa. Um all right so that to me so again in in recap um this is your serial chain. I'm going to get into the parallel chain here shortly. Um but this is your like you have your corrective stage, you have your gates to like take away the noises that you might not want like maybe if you guys are like uh in your home studio and you got your speakers in the room next door um, they might be bleeding into your microphone, use that gate, um, clean up uh, clean up the sounds uh, when you're not singing. Make it easy on yourself. Then you have your auto-tune, get your notes right. Um, in this instance, I didn't have the key, so I just went with whatever, and then I set a very like bland setting, because I don't want the T-pain sound, but this is where you get your stuff. Um, your first set of corrections is your EQ. This is to correct your mic, really. This is to get your mic to sound. If Gizmo is still here, like this is where I want you to work, because I often complain about like how you kind of have a measly sound. Do it on this corrective stage. Uh, then you've got uh, your vanilla compressor. Uh, this could be one for me. It's three, and then that's followed by your deesser. Q likes having a deesser here, 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 and here, just to let you know. Just to let you know. Uh, and then we get into textural stuff, and that's where you get like Fairchilds and Pull and uh, a lot of like the UAD. Um, uh, if I go to EQ here, like API has the API sound. Um, Manly, Helios, um, a lot of these EQs have sounds and textures that come with them. Um the UAD, like the V76, the tube techs. So now you're choosing how to like texturally affect EQs. And then you follow it with a textural um, compressor. That's your that is your serial chain. So now we go into um now we go into the parallel stuff. I'm gonna open up my sins here. I'm gonna this is gonna get fucking crazy. I'm just letting you know now. Um because I'm gonna do this like way over the top. Um, but uh, basically this is where if you wanted to, this plane, this plane has hydraulics. I mean, technically he's not wrong. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, uh, how'd you find it out? Did you ask the pilot? Did they let you sit up in the cockpit? <laughs> Do you have the little wings on your shirt now? <laughs> um, so this next thing, when it comes to like building parallel, um, you, you could share a lot of these, Soul plan. <laughs> you could share a lot of these effects with other sounds in your chain. So if I'm telling you to do like a reverb, your reverb could be between like, between your background vocals or your main vocal, or like if you're doing like drums and snare, you could be doing, you could have one reverb that's processing like three or four channels that are sent to it. um. So... That's one good thing about this. Um, very rarely, I can only think of one off the top of my head. Um, would I want to um would I want to have a parallel that's specific to this channel, and I will get to that. um actually, you know what? I'm just going to start with that. Uh, in Pro Tools, we can do new track. I'm going to do an upward compression, so we're going to start. Uh, we're gonna start with the one parallel channel that lives with this specific channel. Everything else after this can be used by everything in the session. Uh, and also too, this it depends on kind of music. If you're doing indie rock, you can do an upward compression the whole session feeds into. It kind of makes like a very good like glued together sound, and that's what upward compressors tend to use for. Uh, AMP, this is like what the conversation you and I had about like a glue compressor. This is if you're doing this for your whole session, That's what this is. Um, I call it upward. Some people call it parallel. If you work for Bobcats, he will correct you every single time and tell you to call it New York style. Um, So for me, uh, this is where I like using like an optical. Um, So not an optical, an 11, I like a fet. I like a nice 1176. Um, I'm going to set this to pre-fader and I'm gonna do this. and so, what I'm gonna do? This is how you. Um, this is how you. Let me put the settings on the screen. Uh, this is how you upward compress is you squish the shit out of what you're working on.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told you.
1: So for me, minus. Ah! You sti- so for me, minus fifteen on my gain reduction meter. I'm smashing the shit out of this. The only other thing that you have to be careful of when you're doing uh, uh, parallels is your release. Set your release super fast. On a 1176, super fast is seven. And then I like to pull it back. Just a hair. So this, this setting right here, especially just this plugin, I use this on so much shit. And like all of this, this whole mindset of doing corrective and then doing textural, that's how you mix. That's mixing. So even if you see like guys like online that are like, oh, I use these three for my vocal chain. If you look at it, you'll see corrective and then textural. Like however you break it down, it's corrective and then textural. Um, I'll show you in one sec. I'll show you in one sec. Let me check
0: this real quick. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh,
1: interesting. Um, Spacejet with the good questions. So, I've got this version of the song now that's squished to shit, and it has a very fast release on it. I moved my attack because I wanted to, uh, but you don't have to. Um, I
4: watched you steal from young and
1: old. And so now you've got this very like brick walled, like squished in. Now what you do in the process of making it parallel, you're gonna make it so you play both of these at the same time. I'm gonna turn this track back on, and then I'm going to take the output of my upward compressor and I'm going to turn it to nothing. I'm going to turn it completely off. And what I'm going to do is hit play and then I'm going to just start bringing up this volume until I start to hear like a little bit of bigness, a little bit of like clarity. Like in general you're going to start to feel the vocals get kind of like a bubble around them. Like this suddenly like things work properly. The frequencies line up, like all good shit starts happening. Um I'm going to overdo it for this. So you guys can hear it.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth, but feel so old. I'm standing too close to the.
1: So it brings like, I've already got the compressors like hitting pretty hard on the main vocal and then suddenly it brings like another level of pushing the vocals out front. Um, and so this is uh, really like, even if you, even if like over the stream, you're like, I don't hear what it's doing. Try doing this. So You're going to find, especially if you have tracks for you guys that like send tracks and we're like, Hey, those vocals need to pop a little bit more. This right here is going to make your vocals pop. Anything that you do this to, if you're doing it for like horns and stuff, if you have something that's going to be getting a solo upward, compress it and then find that sweet spot where it like, you can't hear the upward compression. That's the the next big thing. Uh, but it's gonna like sit in the mix and like nothing, like no other horns are going to like cut into its frequency spectrum. Like it's not going to have that fighting that sometimes happens.
3: So would you even say, like, say I have, say it's me rhythm section and like backup horns, right? Yeah. Would you do this particular process to just my instrument and leave the others out?
1: You could, uh, you could also, if you wanted to send all of the other backup horns into one compressor and, and it'll kind of like that mush together, like a three horns sitting together, playing together. Mm -hmm. It'll make it feel like that. It'll give it kind of a togetherness. Uh, yeah. Uh, over uh over your headphones if you have them yeah yeah i i mean i'm in the (laughs) i'm in the mastering room i can i can hear it for you guys like if you're not if it's just if you're like i don't i don't understand what's happening do it yourself and then push push this all the way up and you'll start to hear like suddenly all of like the low frequencies the body frequencies they start to pop out um so yeah and if you guys like I'm going to just briefly say this because this is like fucking just dynamite fire. Like you're going to hurt somebody if you do this wrong. There's one more stage to this that's very, very modern. It's like a very, very modern upward compression. Um, The fact that you're taking this down by minus 15 on the gain reduction means that you could essentially put an EQ in front of this and tune this compression but you have to do really wild uh, EQ curves. So, for example. Um, I watched you steal from young and
4: old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth. But feel so old.
1: Now, I completely overdid it. But I just wanted you to hear, like, as I'm sweeping through, suddenly it's like like it gets very like emphasized. What's happening is exactly that. You're emphasizing the sound, but you're not actually putting this wild EQ into it, because this wild EQ is followed by a, a really heavy compressor. So all the wild changes that you're doing are just getting pushed back down. This is the essence of EQ before compress. This is why you have to kind of be careful Because if you do really specific things on your EQ and then you compress it, you might be compressing those EQ changes back out of it. Uh, So that's the argument for EQ versus compress. I still like it that way, though. Whatever. But what you're doing is essentially, if you're doing that for like a song, you can add emphasis to like the vocals. Um, This is too much. This is like, he's very like, like in the highs. So this is already too much but um if you have like a very body tone try that um yeah uh, i'm going to turn this off turn this off i'm going to turn this down and p- for me these two live together so whatever i build next like that's fine it can be with the whole session it can be something that like a reverb that everybody sends to but for the upward compression um these two will always ever live together because i need the output so For example, let me build the next one. Um, Oh, hello, there we go, new track. So here, let's get into our parallels,
0: reverb, Uh, reverb short. And it's gonna be exactly that. Let's send this to there.
1: Let's do that. And then I'm going to turn this off, turn that on. So now what we've got is our reverb. I'm going to do like fucking, I don't even care. I'm going to do a shitty re- like stock reverb Uh, room small. I'm going to keep it at 100%. This is really important when you're building effects sense. Keep that channel at 100% control how much reverb you're doing by the actual send this thing right here is how much you're sending to this reverb so if you don't want a lot of reverb don't send a lot of reverb um here's this i
4: watched you steal from young and old i did not snitch i never
1: you see what i'm saying so now you can like build these reverb spaces and then the important thing and this is what we keep telling you guys to not put reverbs directly on the track is that regardless of how much is going on here i've got the dry signal passing also so like you're always ever going to have a dry clean signal um yeah all right um short reverb very basic um let me do let me do another one you track uh we'll do our reverb long um, same thing uh prefader so again, I can control this from here i'm gonna make this one uh i'm going to make this one what do I wanna do? I'll make this one like an e m t two fifty fucking love this plugin um Got the new track option. I mean, it's all I'm doing in Pro Tools, and I should have pointed this out, all I'm doing is, uh, these are just auxiliaries. So if you have the uh, ability to send out to buses, um, or just like tracks that you can put effects on, I know in Logic, Logic has yeah, buses, the buses yep. yeah. So you can just have like tracks that do processing, but they don't handle audio. Um, and so that's essentially what we're working with. Um, oh, okay.
3: Uh, FL Studio has that
1: option. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I I I found my FL. I found my Fruity Loops too, you guys, if we want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what an EMT 250 sounds like.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told
1: to turn this poverty to gold. Too. I'm going to play the whole song so you can see how this sits. I
4: watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to go to claim our youth, but feel so old. I'm standing too close.
1: Uh Good question. Sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I don't in this quick and dirty i'm not going to but it's a really good thing to uh to monitor the eq on your verbs uh and clean up your verbs because you can get like a mid-range build up and it can get kind of nasty i also choose plugins that kind of like don't have mid-range build up if that's a good thing uh, yeah <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that this is introducing you to stuff. I don't expect you to retain all of it. There's a lot going on. You put the audio uh in the track and then put the effect on it and then it goes to the master. So instead of putting the effect on the audio track, send the uh build like a like an auxiliary track or like an effects track. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube how to create an aux send. Uh and then on that aux put the effects on it. And that's, and that's like what's happening here. This is the audio track in Pro Tools. Let me turn this off. So this is the audio track in Pro Tools. These here are the sends, and they're sending into these tracks that literally have nothing on them uh, except for just the effects. And all I'm doing is managing the effects uh, and just like how they are. And because of that, I can leave these at 100% and how much of the send I send into the effect is controlled from the track itself. (laughs) She's snacky. (laughs) You have any questions so far? I don't
3: know about the rest of y'all, but this has been friggin' enlightening.
1: (laughs) This is, this is, I'm gonna keep going, but like this is the essence of good mixing. Like using your audio tracks, in a real session, do you send your effects out your left uh, or right uh, t- uh, out your left and right uh, or your master chain? Oh, I see what you're saying uh, i uh, hmm, it depends it really depends on what i want to do uh, i I can go like eight steps further with it um into like how to subdivide the outputs of the effects i I don't want to. You could end here and be perfectly fine um So typically, like in a in a quick and dirty kind of setup, I'll just send right out to my master chain uh, and let everything get handled from there. If I'm going super technical, I would actually like, uh, subdivide my um my effects not into left right, but into mono stereo. That's the stereo widener we were talking about. Yeah. Um. So it it can get really fucking crazy after this if you want it to, but uh, past this point, like. Um, these like just sending the effects to the master is fine. Uh, do you use the clip to zero mixing technique at all? What's the maybe I know it as something else. Um, can you describe it to me real quick? Um, clip to zero is that like normalizing? Brody's in. Do you want me to? Uh, uh, some other day we'll talk about uh, like quick and dirty mastering too. When you can ask a lot of questions, and if Q leaves town. We'll need to buy him a plane ticket somewhere. (laughs) It's like,
3: we're going to send you to Wyoming. Wyoming. What's in
1: Wyoming? You'll know when you get there. (laughs) Some big old moose you don't want (laughs) to (laughs) fight. I heard you... The moose heard you talking about them and they have something to say about it. So we're going to send you out there uh, and then we're going to have a mastering session. (laughs) So use a
3: soft clipper to bring stems up in the volume to make this track sound louder.
1: Use a soft clipper uh, to bring this in the volume to make the track sound louder. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, so it's gain staging. Um, we started off, uh, I think you weren't here. Uh, what I prefer doing is I prefer to just use, in Pro Tools, we have clip gain. And I prefer to just bring the clip gain up to like a good solid level set. So my first stage of plugins can kind of like attack it. Now, what you're talking about is actually um, used by what's the dude name Chris Lord Like he really likes opening his uh, his uh, plug in chains with uh, like a soft clipping limiter. Um, so, I, so it's just, a, it's just, it's like what, like, what kind of sound are you going for? If you're going for super aggressive, you can do that. He's notorious for like super aggressive sounds. Um, for a more pulled back, and I like getting aggressive sound, but I like doing it later on in my chain just because it gives me more to work with. So in mixing, it all depends. It all depends on how you want to approach it. If this was like jazz, absolutely not. If this was like hardcore, absolutely. Like if we were just doing like some heavy fucking rock, absolutely, I would soft clip it from the beginning this is kind of like dancey stuff um and so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let my effects bring out the harmonics basically uh and do and work their magic from there yeah yeah let me know uh let me know if you have any other questions um i'm gonna basically just kind of get to a point where uh i can build out a couple more things and quickly talk to you guys about uh like i think there's only like maybe four or five more parallel things that you can do so um, let me show you those real quick uh let me do a new track so we did um we did our short reverb we did our long reverb i'm gonna do a delay Um, again this is gonna get like really over the top really fast Delays are interesting because there's three things that you can do with a delay. I'm just going to use a basic like mod delay. This is your stock Pro Tools delay. Uh, I'm going to do that. and I'm going to do that. So there's, um, there's three ways that you can use delay uh, like kind of like categorically. You got, um, you have your basic like noted like note, do I have a note value for this? Yeah. So this song is 123 BPM. So if I just click on this, it's in sync. So I could just click on this and it will set my delays to be like,
4: I watch you steal.
1: Oh, let me make sure I turned it up and pretty, so Let's do that.
4: I watch, I watch you, watch you
0: still still. Now
1: it's overboard, but everything's on beat. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's like that's a very pop thing. We could like hide those in the back. We could put this down and hide.
4: watch you steal from young and
1: old. And it kind of gives like the the uh, arena feel to it. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's there's that, uh, and you can do that, and you can time them and plan them out. Um, there is slap delay. Uh, uh, which is like an older style. Like keep it under a hundred. I'm gonna set these straight to a hundred. Uh, and it's gonna cause uh kind of a phasing, but a really cool kind of sound. Um, can you please be even? Please, please? No, no. Uh, so here's this.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch at So it's
1: like pop, 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 pop every single time. Uh, and that's, that's kind of like a, that was like pioneered in the seventies. Uh, and so you'll find some like slap delay, uh, things. So it's, it's a cool sound. Like it's a little bit to get used to in modern sounds, but I see it coming back every now and then. Um, and then the other thing that you can do, and this is going to get crazy because now, like with the uh, reverbs, what we're trying to do is we're trying to like widen the sound. We're trying to, Everything's in mono, like everything's dead down the center. So what we're trying to do is like move it out of the center a little bit. And we do that with our short reverb and a long reverb. We can do that with delay through the Haas effect. Um, and a Haas effect is basically if you add some very fast um, re, uh, delays to the outside, your ear is going to get drawn to the closest of the two but because there's a delay, you get a sense of space. So even though it's one signal down the middle, you're psychoacoustically going to give your ears the perception that, like, you're in a room, essentially. Um, so I'm going to turn this send up.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did
1: not snitch. And so you can kind of get the sense. But because if you look here, the left side is four milliseconds and the right side is 16. Our ear hears four milliseconds first, so the natural inclination is for this to lean left just a little bit. Yep. And you kind of have to be careful. I really like using that technique when I want to get something out of the center even though it's stuck in the center. So if I if there's like a guitar solo, I might Haas effect it to the left just a little bit. Technically it's still in the middle, you're just hearing it first from the left side.
3: It's almost like, and Again, I could be looking at this the wrong way. Mm. It's almost like you're kind of designing in a not well I mean you're d- doing stereo, obviously, but it's almost like you're doing like spatial, yeah, almost yeah, and spatial's huge,
1: especially in like pop and stuff like that. like people don't realize like how much like taking a signal and moving it from the center to the outsides like impacts, so it's a really. I won't say it's cheap, but kind of it's cheap, like to just have a signal that's like, do, 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 But that's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does this shit all the time. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's happening whether you know it or not. <laughs> it
3: kind of reminds me of uh, Dark Side of the
1: Moon a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to set this to just bounce, like, bounce you on the beat.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I didn't sl-
1: shit's gonna get over the top so fast. Uh anyway. Uh okay. So we did our spatial things. Another thing, if you guys want, here's a here's a cool old school trick. Um, let me do this. Um, this is um this is pitch. Um if you want to kind of get the sound out of the center, here's another one. Pre-fade that um, this one's kind of silly. Uh, let's go to pitch shift and to the basic. I think that's the basic and all I'm going to do is take the left side and tune it down 10 cents and the right side and tune it up. It doesn't have to be 10. Uh, let me unlink them and tune it up 10 cents. Um, And then you're going to get like, so now it's shit is out of tune. So you're going to get a beating, which is out of tune.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not. But if
1: we turn it down, it just gives a sense of width. Okay. So you have to be careful with it. Same thing with the delay. You have to be careful with those, but you're going to really open up the center with that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I know it makes no musical sense because you have one that's negative 10, one that's plus 10 but I could still hear the plus 10 just going, I mean, I like, get, whoosh, whoosh, yeah, I'm yeah, just
1: like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> my, my ears. But let's listen to it in context. Let's put all of this shit on. And you see all the shit going on behind. <laughs> yeah. So you just, you just, it just gets lost. Yeah. Um, so that's, what's, that's, what's cool about that. I'm um, trying to, think. Hmm. Let it play. I'll, I'll let it play at the end. It's so upfront right now, uh, and I'm just gonna make it worse because fuck, why not? <laughs> Shall we? Um, all right. So I did the pitch. A uh, couple other things that I'm gonna do. I'm. Uh, you were talking about uh, like a harmonic enhancement. Um, so, so here's one we can do. Let's do this. That uh and then i'm basically going to put go to harmonic i'm gonna put uh where's the precision enhancer so this is just a harmonic enhancer uh and i want to take that i watched you steal from young and old i did not and now you got mouth noises yep because we're so up front So we gotta bury this a little bit, but this is great for an entire mix because now you're taking the the whole high end of everything. If you send everything to this, you're just gonna shape your track like that harmonically without just taking any cue and going, which is not what you wanna do. Um, So I'm going to bury this a little bit. I
4: watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth but feel so old. I'm standing too close to the
1: rail. This is getting so over the top. (laughs) I'm going to turn this down a little bit. This is getting so over the top. I said it would I said I would. Um is Space Shit still here? I want to show him something that he's gonna like. Um, and that is uh doing this. Um and this is like your grunge channel or your grit. Um grot. Grit. <laughs>
0: I am grot.
1: I am grot. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so this is kind of specifically for you this is something that i like doing but i don't like pushing it super hard um and this can help you uh and that's basically to take a version uh through the send uh i'm gonna put some kind of guitar amp on it um and i don't know what any of these fucking things do so i'm just gonna pick this one um if it loads. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Don't scare me, Pro Tools. Um, so we're going to have uh, that's in pre. Yeah. Okay.
0: From young and...
1: and so now we can mix the two.
4: You from
1: young... And we can dial in on the amp. But what's cool, and we were talking about this, is if you want to go a step further, You could, uh, I'm going to try doing this, and if this doesn't work, I'm going to try one more thing. You could just widen it.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth, but feel so.
1: I'm just slapping plugins on it you could dial this in you could get that you could do an eq before this to really tune it but this is where you can get and because you have control over your sins you can do like
4: i watched you steal from young and old i did not snitch i never told to turn this poverty
1: to so now you can be programming Yeah, it's a distorted sound, but it's a controllable distorted sound. Um, And so you can have like if you want, I know that like the way that you mix, you like you like distorting stuff uh, or like bit crushing stuff. If you wanted to make it so you had the clean and the distorted at the same time, this would be how you do it. So you could move in and out of having like an overly distorted sound on certain parts and then dial back and have like a really um, like a, a... a perceivable sound. Like people know what you're saying and then they don't know what you're saying or you can have a middle ground for the two of them and that's how you do that is through an effects chain.
3: Yeah, and the, and the cool thing about, especially with the uh, amp plugin is that you can actually change what the effect is. You could do flanger, you could do phaser, you could do... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can push this harder or I can put something else on it. Um, I have no idea. I just literally threw this on. I have no idea.
4: I watched you steal from young and old. I did not snitch. I never told to turn this poverty to gold to claim our youth. But feel so. Old.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna turn this down. Um, but it's the it's the control factor. Is what it is having that control um I think I think I've covered pretty much all of the different kinds of things that you can put I'm gonna actually turn this down on the output um,
4: I watched you steal
1: from- alright I'm gonna play it through Kim wants me to play it through I'm gonna play it through
4: Aww, I watched you steal from young and old. I- I snitch, I never told to turn this poverty to gold To claim our youth but feel so old I'm standing too close to the rail I'm trembling terribly, turning pale Come push me, baby, while I'm frail Go twist the story, tell.
1: Turn this off and not save it, uh, do you wanna switch cameras so that way it's just us, maybe do we have a just us cam? yeah, uh, and then I'm gonna dial in i'm gonna open up a new session I'm gonna down holy crap, how would you get that emoji emote? that's amazing. it's a chain yeah, uh let me um let me pull up space shit stuff real quick. gotta log in.
0: Um, how amazingly
1: it's still on this computer. Mm. Um, any questions? any questions? What are your questions? What are your guys' questions? What are your questions?
0: Mm. Not
3: really a question, but a statement, but just like kind of from what we've been hearing, what'm ex- like what I'm hoping to hear and excited to hear after this stream. mm hmm and seeing what people take from it and go on with it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, if spaceship from last week, right, that completely blew me away. And then putting all this stuff on there
0: would kill it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and hopefully what this does is it, it like, um, it it starts the rabbit hole, basically. Um, okay. I need to go into there and pull out spaceship stuff. Uh, how do I do that? Come on. Freaking technology.
0: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. MP three one, MP three. All right. Space, did you just want me to listen to this? Hmm, download. <laughs> let me know as it downloads explosion.
1: There was a, there was a cartoon movie that Rob Zombie made. Um, and there was a song that there was like a car chase scene and the whole song was like this heavy rock song and the whole song lyrics were just narrating exactly what was happening on the screen. So, but like to a T so like, they come out of like a tunnel, and there's an explosion, and the, cu- and the song starts. And it's like
4: explosion!
1: Da 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 I think it was a movie. I think it was, uh,
0: the, yeah, the something world of El Super Bisto. Was it? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, explosion! <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here is it just it's one mp3 all right it's a single mp3 one one (laughs) mp3 roger that uh let me go through workspace
3: one is aggressive one is chill let me know what you would change
1: living dead girl is dude uh if you sit down, listen to the album that came off of Hellbilly Deluxe is one of the best albums I've ever heard. Um and it's still I listened to it like not too long ago, and it's been twenty years since it came out, and that thing still holds up. Um let me see here. Yes. Yep the something world what's it the 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 haunted world that are all super vista yeah uh here's one
2: yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: i'm pulling this in the pro tools give me one sec um new session um oh great i'm calling the session untitled and putting it on the desktop like a good like a good mastering engineer should. Uh let's pull this in.
0: Will it pull in from here? Pull this. Well, <laughs> Please.
1: <laughs> I don't you I I this is what I use. This is what I use for mixing, this is what I use for mastering. Um like I can I can argue this point. I can I can meme, you know, argue with me over this. Um because the most superior thing uh that Pro Tools does is the routing, the busing, all of the stuff that like like what they were saying to look up on YouTube, um Pro Tools is like built around that kind of stuff. so when I do it and it looks easy, it's because for Pro Tools it is um what was the other song that you sent? Uh, let me look in here real quick. Uh, I said
3: there was a two.
1: Yeah, let me check uh in our demo submissions folder. Oh, there is. Got it. It is a two. Yes. Thank you for naming them so succinctly. <laughs> Specifically
3: not fuck your metadata. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Specifically don't fuck your metadata. Okay. All right. Let me you can switch over to Pro Tools if you want. There, Kim. 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 All right, let's play this first one. Sending into Orlando, into the storm. Is it still raining outside? I'll never know because my phone doesn't do anything anymore. I mean,
3: that and like... Yeah, he's on his way back now. That and like the soundproofing too, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, When it's really loud, you can hear the storms, but only when it's really loud. Um, all right, let me
2: i'm gonna
1: take this and I'm gonna go ahead and smash a limiter on it. uh, that's like your first round of uh like super basic. Um, super basic i would do a lot more but just to get it done to make it loud limiter so you're looking at from like a mastering standpoint or from like a mixing standpoint because i really like the lows in this um i'm gonna i'm gonna do some stuff real quick let's let's be technical with this let's hit this with a uh, where's the pass let's hit this with a frequency analyzer and see what we're up against
2: yeah. They don't wanna get it.
1: yeah let me have a look at it um i can see that's an mp3 what's interesting is like look at this look at this dip right here that is mp3 purely mp3 if this was a full wave that wouldn't be there um there's like other shit artifacts but that's one of the biggest giveaways uh let me throw that there let me turn these off um let me put an eq on it real quick you know what i'm gonna do something else too
2: uh let me do
1: this uh let's see here so I'm going to basically get into one day, I'll talk to you guys about multibands, but not today. Not this night. Not this night. We would be here for another two hours. Like, it is a whole lesson that I give on mastering. Um, but basically, I'm just going to uh, do very light compression on the lows. Um, yeah, no, I know, and I appreciate that. Uh
2: it's time to work, yeah, you know I'ma stay on my grind And the money come first And the in my mom with a five see it to the arseys And yeah. I need my nurses yeah. Yeah. Oh, I go with the dagger, I don't know They say if it's worth it, yeah. it's a time They don't want get it yeah. Nigga, I ain't finished <sighs>
4: Little baby loop Little
2: baby loop yeah, it's to yeah, work, yeah. you know I'ma stay on a stale, cry The money come first. Yeah, yeah. And the chicken my ball with the fire You see it in the ursies And I ain't no need my nurses Walking yeah, yeah, with the dagger, I know yeah, they say if it's worth it, it's yeah, hate they time yeah. They don't wanna get it. Nigga, I ain't finished It's time to work, yeah you know I'ma stay on a stale, cry The money come first my ball with
1: So it's not bad. It's pretty pretty straightforward. If you wanna do like uh if you wanna do a deep dive into um sending out like um like parallel stuff like the effects sense that we were talking about. Um you could do some like more distorted stuff on the outside like with the guitar amp or um, any kind of distortion plugin um for me quick and dirty uh just uh, as an overall for this song um i did a c4 multi-band uh but for the mid-range i'm expanding so i'm expanding uh maybe like one We'll say like two hundred to two to twenty six thousand, um, and that's just to make the ear like it, like just to give a little bit of life because your bass is hitting so hard, uh, that it's like compressing on its own and it's kind of taking away from that range. So I'm essentially just adding it back in, um, to give it some life and make the ear really happy. Uh, and then I just slapped a pull tech with those settings that I used before on. Uh, with a boost at 4, uh, broadband bandwidth at about 4K, just to give it some overtones, give it some harmonics.
2: Do yeah, yeah, you, know yeah. yeah. you,
1: yeah. so you see how it's like a little bit more lively? It's just got a little bit more energy. Even though it's a chill song, it's just got a little bit more like pump and energy to it.
3: Yeah, as I like to say, it's now thick with three cues.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Can you, does that translate over Twitch? I'm just curious, or like streaming in general. Like, does that, it's popping more. Yeah, yeah, it's, and all all that this is doing is adding energy. So like, let me pull this up. Oh, that's already, Uh, here's something for you guys. Equal loudness contour. This is how the human ear reacts to sound. So if you can do things, now this is inverted. But if you can do things that help this range, it's more noticeable. And yeah, like like you said, it's fuller. So if you can do things in this range that like help excite, like, like for example, I didn't compress. I expanded that range. And that makes the ear like, oh, wow, this is more energetic. I'm just using the way that we hear to our advantage here by expanding and pushing that. And then the same thing here, like 4K sits right on the top of that range. So I'm just giving it a little bit and I'm using a pull tech because I'm not EQing necessarily, I'm just harmonically boosting it there. So I'm giving it more harmonics, which are ear likes. So I'm just playing to how how the ear works. Um, It's not bad, it's actually pretty good. Uh, Like me needing to just do that and then basically just start by giving it a couple decibels uh means that you're, you're you're pretty good you're pretty close let me check out this other track real quick
2: yeah. I f-
1: yes i love this i love yep. the distortion this is that distortion i was talking about
2: yeah. I
1: the i'm going to try to just move the settings i'm going to try the same exact settings and see what happens
2: yeah.
1: I'm gonna give the low just a little bit more gain. I'm gonna treat this multiband like an EQ and just give the low a little bit more gain. Yeah, I will not put up
0: with
2: the flesh Yeah, I put you off with the nuts. I don't get loud. I don't put up with the fuss.
1: I'm going to do one more thing, and then I'm done. And then I'm done, done. Done, 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 done. Uh, I'm going to do a sub-frequency synthesizer, or yeah, sub-harmonic synthesizer, Um, and basically generate even lower tones on this, uh, and see if we can pull out the very lows. I need to put the maximum after. It's (laughs) It's so uh,
2: Yeah. don't <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd have to sit with this, <laughs> I'd have to sit with this. Uh, what am I doing with the purple waves, the orange lines? Okay, so, good question. Um, that is the Wave C4 multiband dynamics. Um, so what's happening here is that uh, this, is, uh, this is, because my range is minus, I'm in compression. So anytime this orange th- uh, threshold gets met, it's compression. This is an expander, which is uh, the opposite of compression. The peaks, instead of getting squished, are going to get made larger. So I'm adding energy here. And then these are all in compression. So basically, I'm just doing light compression across your whole song, except for the mid-range. And then I'm expanding and making more uh, more peaks and energy there. There's a whole explanation to that. It's basically because... Natural compressors will compress across the board and this range gets harmed the most. Uh, so I'm basically undoing that and giving it more energy. So I'm just, I'm just using the human ear. Um, and then the subharmonic synthesizer. For you, I, for whatever reason on this song, I feel like the lows, like the very lows, like this frequency band is lacking. I feel like right down here. So if we could somehow like bring that back in, I'm just gonna do something I shouldn't do, which is just take that band and expand it. And all I hear is my compressors pumping, but if we could somehow enhance that for you, and that would be like a subharmonic synthesizer. So I'm not, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave you with that. Look up things like subharmonic synthesizers. There's one called Low Ender. Uh, I think there's one called Submarine. There's one called Waves Has Low low Air. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, And that basically will examine the frequency range, yeah, low air, examine a frequency range, and then generate the harmonic below that. uh, Synthetically, it's a a synthesizer. Uh, And for you, like, this sounds good. But I feel like it needs a level below it to really just be shaking everything. Um. So, but the first one, the first one's great. The first one's really good. Um, I'm really curious to see what you do with all this stuff. Uh, I hope that this has become a rabbit hole. I hope that this, like, I hope this does terrible things to you that keep you up at night, needing to know, like, what, what was that? Why, why did that? What, like, I hope that's what happens.
3: You wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah, and you see nothing but EQ. EQ. Yeah. On, the, on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> with like low end boosts. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. That's what, uh, that's what this is. Welcome to my world. Um, I think that's it for me. I think that's it for us. Q just landed. I think I have to deliver this stuff back to his house tonight. Uh, so he's going to do his show tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, John will be doing his... his, uh, his uh, Q and friends. Q and friends. Thank you. Um, and then he'll be out on Sunday. Um, yo, thanks for uh, coming to hang out as usual. It's, it's, not a a it's, it's, it's not a couch. It's, it's not hey, a couch, but Hey, it's a
3: studio. Like yeah. literally almost three years ago, I met you here.
1: Yeah. This is, this is where we started doing it. This is the master room. And next door is the a studio where me and Nick met each other and, uh, started hanging out. Uh, amp says this is a dope stream. Thank you, man. Um, Thanks for the good questions, amp and space Jet, and everybody else who asked good questions. I really appreciate it. Um, that's my teaching style. My teaching style is to get asked a question and I will start the rabbit hole. Um, yeah. I hope it is a hell of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope that the levels were okay. We tried really hard to keep everything like in check. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, if you guys will want, if you submitted and obviously we didn't get to any submissions tonight. Um, if, uh, I'll talk to Q and maybe we can just start next show with the last week. Or if you want to resubmit, maybe you can move yourself forward. We'll talk about it. We'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, yeah, that's Mr. Altismo. The person hiding behind the chat is Kim. I don't know if anybody's seen her, but she's there. She does exist. She does exist. I can prove it. If you kind of look right right here. Yeah, see? Right above the chat. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ending on time uh yes uh to everyone the podcast is officially on all uh service providers we are officially on apple so um and surprisingly we have a lot of people that listen to our podcast i'm kind of blown away so thanks for listening um and uh you know you won't have the visuals in front of you but maybe you can imagine this getting mixed i don't know
3: i mean i think this one will definitely be one that you should want to tune in and rewatch on YouTube and yeah yeah go go check out the YouTube channel like subscribe tell your friends about it because especially something like this where it's all <laughs> 99% visual
1: yeah yeah i'm going to i maybe we can turn this into uh like an actual YouTube thing thanks for hanging out space Jit. i really appreciate your questions um but we're going to get out of here so i'm i don't have an ending song we're just going to end <laughs> <laughs> well, all right yep there <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be there that's the song all right we're out out.